Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Halfway through hour two on the block. Happy Friday to you. Thanks for dialing us up here on 93.7 The Ticket or on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter at the Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream. If you have any thoughts on the NFL playoffs, keep them rolling out on the Sarder Heyman text line 402-464-5685. We turn our attention from the NFL to the NBA. Who better to ask about the NBA than the nine-year vet himself, Eric Strickland Strick. This has been in the works for a while. Uh, it got brought up again recently over the last week. The idea of a midseason tournament for the NBA. Mm-hmm. As a, a casual NBA observer, I think I like the idea of it. The execution part of it, though, is going to be key. How many games is it? How many teams are involved? And most importantly, why would the players be motivated to play it? When you hear about a play-in tournament, what what are your thoughts as someone who watches the league and as someone who's been a part of the league for darn near a decade? Oh, um, I understand the 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 reason as to why they brought in a play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, it tried to make the ending of the season a little bit more interesting because what would end up happening? I've been on I've been on playoff teams and as well as I've been on teams that we're going to miss the playoffs and I'm going to be honest with you you get you get into that that March time frame into February March time frame and you're not in the race you there's a part of your mentality if you just don't have a heart for the game or a love for the game I've seen teammates like literally shut it down. I mean, they start making plans to the Bahamas and where their next trip is going to be. One, three, one, two, you know three. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah, that started happening. But the plan gives you a, a chance to, if you can make a late run or if you're close, and mm-hmm. you, you give yourself a shot to get into it. So I understood that it kind of would keep players more engaged for longer. Um, but again, we talked about this. We talked about the fact that there's lack of interest. There's there's lack of interest in multiple areas and multiple parts of a, a, a professional system. Mm-hmm. There's lack of interest in Pro Bowls, lack of interest in All-Star games for baseball and for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, the most interesting parts of those is the skill games. The most interesting part of the All-Star game for baseball is the home run derby. Mm-hmm. It's the little the, – The little the uh, dunk contest. The, the dunk contest. So it's mm-hmm. the side pieces that are the most interesting parts. So you would find people going more on Saturday than they do on Sunday, and people mm-hmm. were giving away tickets and just like, I don't want to watch that stuff because it was just people walking around and not really doing <laughs> an effort, right? Right. So that's what they're trying to create. Mm-hmm. Because you're getting a lot of guys now starting to sit out. They're starting to complain about 82 games, which I think is ludicrous, to be honest, because <laughs> that was never a problem. Yeah. Like, I what played. did you sign up for? Yeah. You're, you you're know that's part of the deal, you're right? Getting, yeah. You know, the way that you're, you're, you're getting paid, yeah, that part. So I look at it as similar to what they're doing with college football expansion for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Because now what you're finding is there's a lot of individuals that are beginning to forego bowl games in search of – and you understand why. There's an understanding for why. Yes. So I'm not knocking the fact that they're doing it. But this now will create more interest. It will create more um, fan base engagement. Uh, it'll create all these different areas because now guys still feel they have a chance. As long as you still feel you you have a leg in the game, you'll stay engaged. And that's part of what they're doing. They're going to create 
similar to what the TBT has done. Mm-hmm. They, they've created this thing where a lot of guys, and if you're not familiar with the TBT, those that are listening, um, it's a million-dollar game. Uh, usually a lot of guys that didn't make it to the NBA or they play overseas and they get back with their local colleges or they'll combine with conferences and mm-hmm. they'll play for a million dollars. It's an awesome thing. It's an awesome little thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's generated some interest. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to figure out a way to generate midseason interest because mm-hmm. things don't seem to get interesting in the regular season until you get to the all-star break and it starts going downhill. So that's, get, that's what they're trying to do. You get those early eyeballs, um, you know, for the first couple weeks. Yeah. Then it fades. It feels like the middle of the season takes forever. You yeah. hit all-star break, hit the trade deadline, you get those deals, then interest picks back up. As a player – what is that that grind like where you know you're going out every night to play, but some games feel more meaningful than the others? If there was this midseason tournament, what would be your incentive to play and compete? What would the league have to offer you to make it more than just another regular season game? Um, I like money. Okay, yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? <laughs> there, there's no accolades. There's nothing that you can give me in that, you know, yeah, make it worth it. You know, in the earlier stages of the season, you're getting paid. Now, mm-hmm. you're supposed to do the job anyway. I would still do it because I love the game. But like you're a competitor. Yeah. yeah, I'm just yeah. a competitor. But if if you're trying to drum that up, make it make it worth something. That's what I said about the NFL. Like, if you're going to have these all-star games, make it worth something. Make it make it worth something, you know, to where mm-hmm. you're going to get out there. But now just everybody's so mindful and cognizant of injuries, and I'm not mad at them. I understand it. Um, so they've got to figure out another way. I, I'm going to be interested to see what the NFL does with this flag football thing. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, that's fun. People mm-hmm. like it. You know, they that's a that's a national thing. I think they play some national stuff down in Orlando for you know some youth and maybe some some older you know guys that just still want to be involved with football. Mm-hmm. They'll do that. So I, I like it. I like the idea of it, but you got to make it worth something. Worth something to the players, because if you look at things like the, you know, the home run derby and the slam dunk competition, obviously they're for fans. Yeah. They're a sideshow for fans. But if you're the guy holding up that trophy at the end, it means something to you. Yeah. You put your body on the line to compete for this. You were creative. You went through the process. You got it done. To me, the best way to engage fans is to make sure the players are engaged and mm-hmm. have some reason to play. Because if the players look like they don't care, the players are just there as part of the job. It's going to be harder for fans to care if players don't care. Yeah. So for me, instead of trying to tailor everything to what do fans want to see, fans this, fans that, I feel like the NBA has to take that leap of faith in its players, talk to them, say, hey, what do you want to do to get them engaged, to get them to care? Because if the players put forth that effort, I can only imagine how much more that would show through the screens to the fans. Absolutely, uh, Austin. And, and, and I, I look at it from this standpoint, too. That if you're if you're looking to uh, let me just say this, I remember when I was playing, we had two a days like for almost mm. a week, and you talk about strain, stress, and your mind just ugh, <laughs> you know, like they this, they yeah. barely have maybe any two a days now, maybe one. They, they're playing exhibition games after three practices. It's crazy. Like, I would love to be playing now, to be honest, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I really look at it, and I'm trying to figure out how they can make it uh, interesting for the players. Like, um, I know they're talking about taking out some games out of the 82-game schedule 
and throwing that in there, but that still is not something that makes it beneficial to the player, right? Right, because we, some teams, the further you go in the tournament, are going to play more. Exactly. Right? This isn't this isn't AAU or middle school ball. Right. You got to you know. Some teams are going to win. Some teams are going to lose. You get eliminated from a tournament. That's got to be it for you yeah. at the pro level. But if you make sure everyone plays the exact same number of games, it's just, hey, here's more regular season. Exactly. So that's why I'm – that's what's kind of – you know, I don't think they're really thinking it through, man. I don't think they're really um, – they have a think tank put together. And I, I think you're right. You need to really go into the uh, the Players Association, sit down with these guys, have a discussion, let them go back to their teams – talk about it what can keep you you know mm-hmm. wanting to to go out and do this because to them it's going to look like the bubble or it's going to look like some gimmick or and they're going to be like oh, if we can do that you know what i mean right. cuz most guys if they're not in the all-star game you know what they're doing Cabo. <laughs> <laughs> they're on a boat somewhere you know what yeah. i mean so mm-hmm. it used to be we used to all go to the all-star game yeah. it's not like that no more you know right so, so say the NBA does get this tournament in. I like you said, assume that that would come with some concessions on the eighty-two game schedule. What do you think that reduces to? Seventy-two, seventy. The lockout I, I, season to sixty-six. You've still got to be in the upper seventies. You can't. I would think so. You, you 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 can't take that many games off because the owners like you're saying, want that, right? Right, because. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they, you know, they, they gotta they've gotta share CBA and here's here's so I understand the gimmick of it also, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out a way to gain I think they're trying to increase it by I wanna say at least twenty billion. <laughs> the TV With a B. the T yeah. the twenty billion. They're yeah. trying to they're trying to figure out a way for T V revenues because they've been down. They've been mm-hmm. decimated. They mm-hmm. are not good compared to what they're asking for or want to get. Right. They're not good. So they're trying to use this in a means prior to, I think they have two years left on their TV Yeah, 23, deals. 24 is when it runs out. Right? So you have a few years left on your TV deal. They're trying to figure out a way to gimmick up or to create more buzz in a mm-hmm. time frame where the ratings are at their worst. They tried to compete at Christmas against – they found out real quick that that's not a good idea. Nope. <laughs> Leave the NFL alone. Don't play in their playground. The mm-hmm. NFL basically said, we're going to come down here and we're going to squash you. Like, Thanks for trying. Go yeah, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you are the weakest link. Good night. You know, that's basically yeah. how they did them. So it, it let it be known that I just – I think they're just trying to figure out a way to justify a $20 billion – Increase in TV revenue, which they're not going to get. I, I don't. That'd be a huge I, I think, job. I think Fox is already uh, not Fox. Um, TNT is already trying to figure out a way to, you know, exit stage left. Mm-hmm. You know, there's 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 some talks already out there where you know ESPN's going to be you know maybe on edge about whether there if you're trying to go 20 billion higher you know what i'm saying it's going to be tough and then you've got the you carrying the women also i'm look don't don't call into the thing and say the facts are the facts we know what the ratings are the facts are the facts the women the women's the WNBA, the women's the game is being carried by the nba it is what it is Mm -hmm. they're 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 operating at a 10 to 15 billion i mean million dollar um budget deficit mm-hmm. every year i'm not i'm this is not what i'm saying but they're trying the nba knowing that they have this they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out a way to do it and I, and okay i'm okay with it but i'm just saying that's what it is it's the bed they made it's the bed that they've made and and they've got to figure out how to to navigate that otherwise mm-hmm. it's it's getting cut into their um 
you know, their revenues. Right. And if the NBA is going to, you know, help televise the WNBA again, they're right. Go for it. Cool. That yeah. again, takes up some time slots from the NBA games. Yeah. Point and simple. There's only a, a certain amount of time you have. Every slot that you fill with one thing leaves something else on the, on the chopping block. Yeah. That's just how it works. Yeah. Time's finite. So let's run this past DP and J in the crossover. Yeah. I think? love it. Love it. We'll do that when we get back here on the block.